0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 29th episode of the Cast. I apologize for last week's absence, but it was me, it was the Orc. I was not feeling well, so I was out. But today we are back and with me again, the one, the only, the Lord Val Gaming. Hi. And from Scotland down below. Bum, bum, Hello. Yay. So, we got some hot topics today. Uh, we have Twitch being Twitch being Twitch. We have Destiny Beyond Light. So, that's quite a packed program. And we start with Twitch being Twitch. Twitch has been Twitch for the longest time now. The DMCA <laughs> issue by Twitch has been not the entire situation with the DMCA, has been not handled well by Twitch. I will say that. And it continued to roll into, let's say, more bad stuff yesterday. No, this week, not yesterday directly, but this week. We start first with the Devin Nash video. So the streamer Devin Nash released a video on YouTube or a part of his live stream. Where he found out that Twitch has an open backend server. Where they store all your clips and all your bots forever and ever. I do not go into details what that means, but that is someone's first day at IT, because you don't do that. Just imagine a EU citizen going to the EU courts with that one. Because in the EU you have actually a right to deletion. I deleted all my mods and they still exist. That is bad Twitch.
1: Understatement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just I would just say, you know, there's been quite a few issues with Twitch lately. And the DMCA is kind of like getting worse and worse with in with time. Yeah. And it's time th- to solve uh, you know, doing the we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, you know, the soundtracks by Twitch. But I don't know, like, it's so many people that still play, you know, copyrighted music and everything, so...
2: There, there were issues with the soundtracks by Twitch where where soundtracks weren't copyright-free either, which was a big problem as well.
1: Yeah, they they kind of beta-testing that because, obviously, they're going to run into a lot of issues. Because anyone can submit the music, by the way. It could be a copyrighted, you know, label who can submit the music and they have to spot, obviously... If it, it, it's still in beta, th- in beta test, so it's it's gonna take them some time to figure out how to basically analyze what music is copyrighting and what not. I mean that's extra work for them. That's a lot of work. That's not yeah. easy.
0: I mean the RIAA got mad at them as well for and saying that the that the tool is basically not good. I mean yeah. I I think I just think to to preface this. I think no one is a good guy in this scenario, not the Mm -hmm. RIAA and Twitch also not. They are both evil, very evil entities. And I think that both are really mishandling the situation. Just the sheer, you you have to imagine what happened. People, Mm -hmm. streamers, delete their VODs. I get that, that some of them played copyrighted music all day and did nothing else, probably. I don't feel sorry for them. For who I feel sorry is the small guy who maybe just listens a little bit to music in the background while playing games. Mm-hmm. Deleting all their VODs, all their clips they had, Get and then they still get struck. Because Twitch stores everything on an open public server. Back end server, and and they even told people if you delete this, you will be safe. They said that, and you're still not safe. You're still getting struck, and there is no way. They still have no way mm-hmm. implemented that strikes maybe go away over time, just like YouTube. That's not a thing at this point in time. I have the same system as YouTube, where they say two, uh, three strikes, and you're out, and they don't care about smaller creators in this regard at all the only thing they released a blog post this week again where they just reiterated like oh yeah maybe we made a mistake but like yeah it's still your responsibility to be educated so go and f yourself they gave basically all their content creators the finger again I, mean, I, don't, are, I
1: don't think I don't uh-oh. think they don't, they don't care I mean they can make a mistake and that's that's fair enough.
0: Dude, they told you we'd be safe if we delete all our clips and bots, basically mm-hmm. the legacy of a content creator. Yeah. And still people got struck. They weren't safe. They lied. That is a bold-faced lie. And they never addressed the open backend server, mm-hmm. where the RIAA is crawling through with their bots and striking everything and everyone.
2: Yeah, it's it's weird, though, that the bots are scarring the public server instead of the actual website but then again it's good they in a way it's good they did this because they essentially revealed that twitch has glaring security issue and they are not good chunk of their streamers definitely are out of us and especially like the european ones as you said like when you delete something and when you ask to delete something when you're european they the companies essentially are forced to completely delete everything that uh, you know regards in regards to you. So yeah, this is this is just a giant blunder for Twitch, and essentially it shows that the platform's run b- by a bunch of dummies.
0: It, it really is one of their biggest blunders so far. They had their fair share of blunders in the past already, but this one takes the cake. From all the things I've seen. From them this one is like super bad. And they just need to make the server private. I mean Devin Nash showed it on stream you can still pull up clips by people who are banned from the platform. You still can pull up clips from Ice Poseidon for Christ's sake. You can still pull up clips from Dr. Disrespect. You can pull up probably if you have the corresponding code you can still probably pull up the porn they showed on ninja's channel still isn't allowed on that platform
2: yeah i mean that's the another thing it's like if these clips you wanted to delete are not deleted you know something you accidentally leak on stream like say address real name phone number email address whatever you del- you try to delete that now you realize okay it's still actually on the twitch's servers so if anyone's creepy enough they can find that, which is another big issue.
1: They have the the, the whole issue. I understand that the Twitch is, you know, this having issues with the, the DMCA strikes. I mean, they're just struggling to handle it. Like, let's be honest, they, they're kind of struggling to handle all the situation. And maybe it's not their intention, and they make mistakes. I mean, we all make mistakes. And what I got to say at the end of the day, the the bottom line of all of this, in my opinion, is that we come back to the same issue that we've been having lately: is music labels hanging on to the, every single little thing so they can so they can still be living and still making millions. Yeah, I mean, that's the it thing. It's it's, like... At the end of the day, it's just, my opinion is just stupid because it's starting to get beyond the stupid because we're blaming Twitch. Okay, Twitch is not used to it. And they're trying, try, still trying to get it sorted and they don't really know what's going on, which is unacceptable. Not saying it's not, you know, I'm not saying it, 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 they have to know I mean it's unacceptable I mean there's nothing to go around that because it's just a multi multi-million you know company which is making lots of money and blah blah, blah and whatnot but still what I'm trying to say is uh, the bottom line is you know the DMCA strikes come from you know record labels that are still hanging on to try to make money because they're struggling and they're attacking. You know the quote-unquote the weak ones. You know we handled kind of like the weak ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah go because
2: on. like record labels have been have a history of being super aggressive when it comes mm-hmm. to their hanging on on their copyright. That's been big on YouTube when YouTube started, right? And then you know that's how the DMCA strikes started. That's how the bots came to be. When it comes to Twitch, Twitch isn't the first one to go through this. So they should be able to, you know, look in the past, be like, okay, how has YouTube handled this? But how it also pertains to streamers. And I think it was brought up in the David Nash video. Maybe it shouldn't be just three strikes for streamers. Maybe it should be like 10. Because A, there is something you can't foresee, say, you're playing a game for the first time and you don't realize that Soundtracks Mm. is licensed or is belonging to a Record label. Maybe you have a, your window open and a car goes by that plays music super loud, and maybe you can get a strike, strike for that. Or there was apparently someone getting striked for a copyrighted sound effect.
0: Somebody was, for example, out in the streets of Japan doing an IRL stream, and they blasted Kanye in the background yeah. because he walked past the store, and he got a strike for that.
2: Yeah, and yeah, like when when you go like outside, yeah, you you can't really control what's outside. So
1: and that's... It... at the end of the day, I gotta say. That falls on like I just said. I mean I'm not you know, like I said, I'm not taking the blame out of you know what Twitch is doing. But what I'm trying to say it falls back into the same issue that we actually you know, that I actually mentioned before is
0: there are there are record two record labels. There, there are freaking, two issues. There are the it, record labels and there is yeah. Twitch. Uh-huh. Because in Twitch does nothing to protect their content creators, but because actually what they should do in this case when somebody gets circumstantial music on their stream, they should mm-hmm. go out, go to the record labels and say, this is an instance where the streamer couldn't protect himself from this. And Twitch does nothing like that. Twitch doesn't protect the streamers. Yeah, they but don't. the record
1: label is still going to claim the, the music. Yeah, that, but Twitch, you but Twitch,
0: yeah, but Twitch can actually do something about it and say, no, we are not going through with this strike because mm-hmm. yeah. this is circumstantial. Or yeah, plus, that's put a, like... A, yeah, yeah put a system on. in place like youtube has i mean the system mm. of youtube is uh not good anyways but like put a system in place where at least you can appeal a strike i mean twitch has also a system in place but it's not really good
2: yeah there's the thing it's like youtube at least provides some sort of modicum of control over this and there's a level of protection Twitch essentially leaves you hanging at least they don't look on the outside that they are trying to fight or trying to reason with these record labels in order to protect their creators. Essentially, they got they got the DMCA, uh, you know, strikes handed to them, and essentially all that Twitch did was, okay, I guess we're going through this. So, guys, delete everything.
0: They just take it down without any question, because you can always, as a company, you can always in there and say hey guys look at this situation this is circumstantial twitch has to protect themselves i understand that at the same time they do absolutely nothing to stand up for their content creators and i will tell you now their hands-off approach of twitch is going to foster other problems and they will come to this platform soon i still remember an instance where a composer for a video game had an issue with the developing team of the said video game he made the soundtrack for, and then started going around claiming every video on YouTube and copyright striking it. And the developers explicitly said it's okay to stream and to record footage of the game, but he still did it. Because he said, it's my soundtrack and I haven't been paid by the developers. So he let his anger out on other people. Just imagine somebody doing that on Twitch. There will be other issues, and, like, the hands-off approach of Twitch is fostering these kinds of actions, because yeah, it's a... they won't protect you. They, they just <laughs> won't.
2: Yeah, what I was it? say a It sets a bad precedent, because if they are buckling down like this, like, there's essentially nothing stopping anyone else coming around. It's, like, DMC striking whatever content they have, like... Any sort of right too.
0: I have no problem with somebody who listens to top forty music or Hot One Hundred all day while playing video games and basically doing nothing else, getting strikes. I have an issue if it's like someone like Yuval, where it's circumstantial. I mean, I yesterday I actually panicked while playing COP Black War, uh, Black Ops Cold War, because mm-hmm. they have licensed songs in it. I just. I turned
1: that, that, down the music. Yeah, I that that's a different subject in my opinion. I, I find it is linked game, to our, our subject. Uh, yeah, but uh, th- I think like games that have, you know, like the actual, uh, you know, music in like in within the game, why do they get claimed? Why don't they like because uh, Actually, no, the actual, if you're playing the game and if you're playing the music in, within the game, then you should not be copyrighted strike, I believe. I mean, that's my, my opinion because that's been paid for already.
2: Well, the, the issue is most of these licenses are temporary. Usually uh-huh. they extend to like five to six years. There was this thing with Alan Wake. Alan uh-huh. Wake has a phenomenal original soundtrack, but it uses also licensed music to a great effect. But it was licensed music. And okay. I have the earlier release, so I have both. I have the original and licensed soundtrack. But now, if you buy the game, you get just the original soundtrack. You can't get to get or listen to the licensed tracks, which were uh, there was a Nick Cave track and David Bowie track. Yeah. Those are gone from any sort of newer release of the game. Same was with GTA. I think it was GTA Vice City. The original release had Michael Jackson songs, any yeah. game, and it, uh, anytime you boot up the game now, those tracks are gone.
0: There is another there's another issue with the licensing because mm-hmm. you usually do only have the license to do this for you for yourself. Yeah, and that normally encompasses the music as well. Yeah. So if you start streaming that game, you're obviously broadcasting it to a large audience i yeah. also linked a video that explains actually that you do not have a license to stream games
2: yeah yeah you don't because everything yeah. you, like all games you buy yeah. are essentially like a personal license
0: yeah so this entire thing we are going through opens a whole nother can of worms we don't want to be opened because if any of these companies like activision like ubisoft gets like a whiff of hey, we could actually sell licenses to people so they stream our stuff, we're in for a wild ride. Because then you have to pony up like a $250 per game and have a streaming license on top of it.
2: Yeah, it's like when you buy game development game development software, it's like, would you like the tabletop version or would you like the studio version? Just like, would you like to pay 80 or $250?
0: Yeah, exactly. We, we don't want that at the moment. The gaming publishers are not doing that. And I don't see them actually doing that because this model has proved for them to be wildly beneficial. Streaming yes. Yes. Yeah. whole. because people see, I, I, for example, I, nobody saw it, but I streamed Sankey Zero yesterday to discord and like three people said, Oh, this looks great. And I was like, "Yeah, it's on sale right now. Go get it!" And they were like, "Okay." And I sold three copies of that game.
2: That's why I think we're not get it, gonna get something yeah. like that because there's a symbiosis between streamers and game publishers. Yeah, because but essentially the... streamers at this point are the extent of their marketing.
1: Yes, we we are, we are marketing. We are literally ninety percent of the marketing. It, it it's as so simple. Like that's a fact we are 90% of a game's marketing. If we play the game, we're enjoying the game. Everyone that is watching is likely to buy it. It's 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 a very simple marketing strategy and they have to, they, they're realizing that. Like we sell games as streamers because it's just, it, it, you know, you see someone enjoying something, you, you're gonna tend to buy, isn't it? You're gonna want to buy it. So we, we basically, we. Handling the the marketing of these gaming companies now, yeah, and like you know, like you market. said, Orko. Yes, you were playing this game, and at least three people bought the game. I mean, I mean, no a, I a, no they
0: they intend to buy it, and well, for for some, and I actually sold examples of games. I sold copies of were would be Dead Side, would be Hunt. Mm-hmm. There's a few games i actually sold copies for that that's beside the point we are drifting off here to come back to the music so normally the license of a video game doesn't allow you to use the licensed music for anything else than the purpose of you playing the game and this is where the where the issues come in because the RIAA might even go after game publishers and say if you do not pony up more money for people who stream this game, you might ha- run into an issue. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the RIAA does that in some form.
2: Yeah, as I said, like because they have a history of being super aggressive and essentially bullying online platforms into compliance when it comes to copyright or what they perceive to be compliance. It sucks, especially for games that use licensed music as a set piece. Because I remember like GTA games did that, obviously. But, say, I mean, Saints Row 3, one of, the, one of the main plot points is soundtracked by Kanye West, a Power. And I can imagine that if you play that on a stream, you get DMC striked really quickly.
0: I mean, Devin Nash even said in his video, do not play GTA 5 anymore. Because people got struck left and right playing that game. Mm-hmm. Because of all the licensed music. We are at an impasse here, and... It's going mm. to get worse. And like I said, I don't see Twitch doing all that much at this moment. So, yeah.
1: Can I take?
2: I just want them yeah. to. At least pretend to care. At least that. But
0: I can't have everything, I guess. Well,
1: let's see what the future goes. I mean, no one is safe at this point. We has gotta be. I don't know. We just gotta be. You know, keep an eye on the news and don't overreact and see what happens. We has gotta be. I know, I guess we gotta be patient and think, um, you know, believe that they will fix it and they will, you know, come up with some solution and they will do something about it.
0: Well, let's hope you're right. Because at the moment it doesn't really look like it.
1: Yeah. Some people might jump with the comment of, uh, oh, Facebook can play copyrighted music. Yeah, well, Facebook has other problems. So don't get me started on that.
0: The solution isn't like Facebook and go there to stream. Like you said, Facebook has other issues. Every platform has their issues. Facebook is mixing all over again in some aspects like, hey, leave a tab open for me.
1: Regarding the music, I mean, I'm I'm talking about, you know, the music thing, you know, because people might think, oh, I might jump into Facebook because there's no issues with copyrighted music. That's, That's correct. That is completely, you know, that's absolutely right. And if you go to Facebook Gaming, you will not have any issues with copyrights. But Facebook, trust me, Facebook has other serious issues and my balance goes still towards Twitch. As long as you're safe, obviously. If you like playing copyrighted music, like, come on, man, you can play copyrighted music and the rest, you know, you're streaming for, I don't know, four hours, you can play copyrighted music for the rest of the 20 hours at home. I mean, cleaning around the house is queen and clean, clean, happy around the house. It got to be, I believe, you know, uh, it's not such an issue with, I mean, obviously, with people that have played copyrighted music in the past, that is a big issue. Or from now on, if someone is starting or someone is you know, trying to you know, stream it now or in the future, just bear in mind, use copyright-free music and you know, just be safe. Don't, don't risk it because now that you have the information, you know what to do. For the people that have been a longer, longer time than before all of this started, obviously those are the people that are going to have a big issue including myself, I I can get in trouble as well because I've been streaming in the past on Twitch and I had copyrighted music. So even though I deleted I don't know where, you know, what's going to happen, but I'm still hopeful. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it still affects me. I'm not saying it doesn't affect me. It affects me as well as everyone else, you know. I was on Twitch over a year ago, so about years ago, actually, and played copyrighted music. So I got rid of all of that, but you know, never know what's going to happen, really. You know, I'm hopeful that they're going to fix the issues. And at the end of the day, like I said, you know, my issue is that, you know, labels are just way too predatory and they're taking advantage of the situation as well. As well as Twitch are taking advantage of, taking advantage of all of us as well. Now, it's not only Twitch because they're taking advantage of the actual streamers. Like, come on, man. Not just the company. The company is not making any for the for the music. We are the ones who are meant to be... Doing the creation and we can uh, create some revenue. So they did it directly affecting streamers one by one.
0: Then we can move on to other topics and go to Destiny Beyond Light. Mm. Want to talk about that as well?
1: We swing onto the best stuff already. Nice. <laughs> What's that, that I heard, Bam Bam? L- 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 man, is laughing in the background already.
0: Uh, we, 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 are, we are getting <laughs> to it in a bit because I'm kind of laughing too.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, Beyond Light, Destiny Beyond Light. So, it's out. It's out already and it's amazing. I just had so much fun since it came out. Lots of people are back into it. The best thing, the best thing is just not Beyond Light. The best thing of all is. Destiny all the way up to beyond light, up to date, up until today, is completely free on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is, is absolutely amazing. So you can just you don't even have to buy the game anymore. You have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you can actually get the game completely free. So
2: Yeah, you not know, all people- on the console. It's not on the PC Pass.
1: No, it's not on the PC platform just yet. They're going to get a a release next year, I believe. They say, I mean, they say estimated 2021 to be onto PC as well. But still, you know, the fact that you can play on, on, you know, the fact that you can play on PC and it's like, on PC, sorry, on Xbox, and you can play the game. You know, a game that just came out is such a big and grindy game. You can play as much as you can and it's completely free. It's, It's amazing. So the more people, you know, the more people, the merrier, isn't it? That's the one thing that's my my main, you know, the the main thing that's giving me super, you know, makes me super happy about this, you know. It's just the the fact that I can actually enjoy to play with even more people because the game is free on Xbox Game Pass. Second, you know, the expansion has come out with Europa, which is a brand new planet. They have vaulted a few other planets. The ones I actually said they were going to be vaulted, they're actually being vaulted. So I was right. I know my fair bit of the lore of Destiny. I think I've play, I played my fair bit of the game. Too much. Um, <laughs> way too much, yeah. <laughs> That's my last my point. Too much. Yeah, I mean, we got the new planet. We got new activities. We got new power, new weapons, new gear. So obviously, you know, it feels great to be back, you know, on Destiny and having, you know, such a... Uh, I would say, you know, destiny. the Destiny community is one of the most welcoming communities I've seen on any game. In my opinion, one of the most welcoming communities and one of the, you know, the the best communities out there, they're willing to teach and willing to help others. I mean, there is also toxic people, I'm not saying everyone is like that, but the majority is quite, you know, helpful. In, in regards to the game because you know we want people to play the game basically. The apart from that we got a story. We got a ton of a story. We got a ton of new things which are very, very interesting. The story is moving on a very interesting way. No spoilers, obviously. Yeah, I think this the you know the, the the brand new planet and you know the vaulting of the previous planets also the Edicid is back. So basically a planet from well not a planet but an area from Earth which is all Russia, it's been brought back from Destiny 1. So it's all been reworked. Obviously, it looks prettier than before. And it's, it's back onto, onto Destiny. So now we are going to have, they haven't released it yet. I think they're going to release it in the future, I, I guess. Uh, but they're going to be releasing the Volto Glass, which is the classic Destiny 1 raid. That is, you know, we all remember Volto Glass, which is, was the first experience ever on a raid on Destiny and on a game like Destiny, on a first-person shooter. So basically, you know, brings back a lot of memories. And, you know, I'm very excited to go back onto, onto that raid. And, you know, they're gonna have the, the weapons and everything. So it's coming back with the actual weapons that used to be on the raid. So that's very exciting. It's not out yet though. It's not out yet. The raid is not coming out just yet. The raid is coming out on the 21st of November, which will be attempting the world's first this year. So let's hope we can at least finish it <laughs> within the first 24 hours because it's probably going to be super hard. I mean, so far, so good. We haven't got, as of today, because basically we're recording this just before, just on the week of the launch of Eon Light. Next week on reset time is going to be the release of the season, the new season. So the new season on Destiny is going to bring a new activity. It's going to bring more weapons, it's gonna bring more story, it's gonna bring other stuff. So basically what Destiny is doing now is bringing, apart from the expansion, which is changing, the expansion now really means an extra planet and quality of life features. Let's just call it that way. And a bunch of weapons and everything related with the planet. So the new expansion brings a new planet, which is basically bringing, obviously, it's bringing weapons, it's bringing gear, it's bringing story, it's bringing You know, a few things, the main story and, you know, the new subclass as well. So it's there. It's on the expansion and quality of life features, Lots of quality of life features. And then we got the new season, which is coming a week later. Obviously, they're giving you some time to adjust and, you know, prepare your character and it up and level up and get your new subclass and stuff like that. And then what you have to do, uh, what we're going to get is in the future, we're going to get on the week after we get the new season uh, and the new season is going to bring the activity for the season, which is a special activity just for that season. And then we're going to get like extra story, which is kind of like a side story, which is going to develop throughout the whole year until we get a brand new expansion. So basically it's going to take the story from what we know so far, at the start of the expansion and it's going to start driving the story until the end of the year so that, that's what they did last year so they haven't released anything about the actual release dates for like expansions so you know because last year instead of doing expansions they did like kind of a small seasonal updates and they would cost about 10 bucks i think it was last year so instead of having major release two small releases and a major release. So what they did the previous year was big release, and then three small, like tiny releases. So they they kind of like instead of having those, you know, uh, there was some critics with, you know, the the kind of like the two small releases. that weren't you know, they were priced about 25 bucks. I think it was something like that. And it was not that much for that price. And there was some turmoil on that. So they went for the route of, you know, more like a seasonal kind of, you know, season pass style game. So basically they have that seasonal content, which is a lot cheaper. It's only the, you know, the purchase of the season pass. And they, instead of having two a year, they put three. So they bring a little, a little bit less content, voice more often, so there is no, you know, no big gaps between one and the other. The problem with Destiny in the past is there is always a big gap between a release of a game, the expansion or the game or something, and then the first expansion. There is a gap of like four months between one and the other. Obviously, in four months you got plenty of time to have earned out from everything that you have done.
2: I was, I was just going to say because yeah, that sounds like they're taking notes out of what WoW mm-hmm. WoW developers realized. Really early was that they can't have essentially players wait like a year or two for an expansion. Then they started doing content patches, give you like the little bit I played was around Burning Crusade. So they just mm-hmm. released Burning Crusade. But post release, it's like, oh, like we finished, you know, me and my friends, we finished the content in like two months. And then essentially it was like, oh, what are we going to do now? And then they started rolling out content patches, which was like, oh, a new dungeon, a new boss, a new story bit. Yeah. And I think that's that's the smarter way to go. And yeah, as you said, if they're pricing it just like a ten bucks, it's fine when you relate it to paying I think it's like fifteen bucks a month for a subscription to an mm-hmm. MMO. It makes sense, like even now the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen does it. They reintroduce some bosses or they do collaborate events like they did with Near Automata. They're taking fi- like they realize that there is a smarter way to do this than just wait for a big chunk of content to be released.
1: They're getting a lot of criticism for doing it, actually. Like, I believe the Destiny community don't know what they want. I think it's just, it's it's very clever to have it that way because we get content more often rather than, you know, so, you know, such a big gap. I, I actually think that my, my belief is that people do not remember how it used to be. You know, yeah. they already remember the past year.
2: Yeah, I think what it also is, There's this disparage disparage between the players who essentially bought the game Mm -hmm. or bought into the game when it was still pay-to-play and people that are coming into it now when it's free-to-play and they expect that they get most of the content without having to pay for it. And some of them obviously will not get on board, which is probably the vocal part of it is like, no, 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 that should be free, you know, no paying for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then you have people who know free-to-play games are like, okay, yeah, I always realized that it's not really free to play to a degree. Yeah. Like, if I want the new content, I'll have to uh, draw up some dough. It's weird though, because like the because I've heard, I've read couple, like at least two dozen reviews. For the Beyond Light, and the, the more positive reviews were from people that were just getting into Destiny or just got Desi- into Destiny. Destiny the expansion with Destiny the last has
1: expansion. Been, bang, bang, streamlined massively. It's being reduced hugely. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the directory now? No, 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 no. I, as I it's said, been, I, haven't, I haven't touched Destiny in like a year. It's being streamlined massively. So for a new player, it's a massive change. I'm telling you.
2: Yeah, no, no I'm, I was saying like uh, the new, new players that are just getting into Destiny with Beyond Light mm-hmm. seem to be more positive about the expansion yeah. mm-hmm. than the people that have been playing Destiny for years.
1: I can see, I can see why. I can see why it's been uh, Destiny has been quite uh, open, not open, but it's been quite it's- keen on allowing new players to get into the game. That's the main complaint about usually, you know, players when they get into a new game. The main complaint usually is there's too much in the game. I'm I'm confused. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and it, you know, Destiny has embraced that completely. Like they have embraced all that. Yeah, and they're going all in. They have a streamlined the the whole directory. It's just super easy. You know, so so it's super easy to to find the stuff. It's super easy to, you know, to find what the next quest is and all that. So yeah, I'm actually, you know, in that in that regard, it's being it's easier for new players. But like like I said, you know, the the. Exactly what you're saying. The, the ones that criticize the most are the ones that have been playing uh, the longest. Obviously, we are the ones who want more from the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. At the end of the day, we probably spend half a year playing this game. You know what I mean? So obviously, you know, we're going to criticize the game the most. But because we like the game, obviously, like I always say, as long as it's constructive criticism, it's completely fine. You know, yeah, we respect the the developers and because they're human beings.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's like, yes, you might not agree with some design choices, but there's no grounds to send death threats. But at the same time, I think I like because I've read reviews from obviously like critics and players alike, and th- those that were playing the ge- like had obviously history with playing Destiny One and Destiny Two. Some of them were not okay with the rotation of the gear system. You know, as you said, it's like, oh. You know this, web, this weapon rotates out and yeah. it gets replaced with a different weapon. And I think to a degree I can see that because especially when you're into PvP, you know you just gel with some weapons better than with others. Yeah. And if essentially that weapon that you that you feel the most you know that you feel is the most fun to play with or that you're essentially in tune with gets rotated out, you, you're kind of screwed in that system. Same with the content. It's like, oh, I like this planet, but it's vaulted and who knows when it's coming back. Yeah, I mean, or there's a content I missed on that planet and I'd like to get, you know, whatever is that cosmetic or this like legend uh, exotic stuff. I
1: I kind of like, I understand that, uh, you know, you can still keep your weapons and you can still use them on PvP. You know, there is a specific weapon that you really like on PvP and whatnot. You know, you gotta, you you can still use it. I kind of understand why uh, some people why they want to you know move away from somewhere i I actually think the same and you know i agree with the idea of destiny and bungie of people like honestly people get pulled against there's no content blah blah blah, whatnot yeah but you specifically have been playing with the same weapon for the past three years you haven't changed your loadout in the past three years so that's what bungie is trying to fix trying to You know, say, hey, there's an array of weapons out here you can play with. And, you know, there's probably, you know, I don't know how many weapons are on Destiny right now, but legendaries, let's say 400 legendary weapons. There is 400 legendary weapons. You are using three of them for the past three years. You you eventually jump into, you know, a couple of weapons or three, sometimes, depending on the activity, but you use that day and day and day again. Obviously, you know, it's a bit frustrating as a developer maybe, you know, creating all of that and see people use the same thing over and over again. <coughs> the system they have actually done now, is a very clever system because I did not agree at the start with the whole system. I was a bit skeptical about it. But I actually have sent it now with my own eyes and I was like, oh, this system is actually really good because what they have done now is that they show you the weapon. Okay, so you can see, you can go and inspect your weapon or your piece of gear and you inspect it and then you see on your weapon, you open the weapon and you see the power level on big. Okay. You see the number of the power level on big. and then you see right next to it up to how much you can go. So that's basically going to tell you how much power you can get on that weapon. Like, let's say if you got a weapon, it's going to last until the end of the year. So at the end of the year, you already know because you can see the power. It's gonna be 1360. So they're telling you now that that weapon will last until the end of the year. Anything over the end of the year, you're gonna to have to vault that weapon or you know, or use it on PvP, and then you will have to use the weapon. So they're kind of like giving you the estimated how long are you gonna be able to use this weapon for. That's actually quite clever because it kind of like gives you an idea, you know, how long can you use it for. And if you wanna use it, you just give it a try. You know, use it as much as you want because you know it's gonna go away or. Maybe you can use another weapon or something like that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, but it's it's give diversity. They do it on World of Warcraft, you know, it gives diversity. It gives diversity because people get stuck on the same thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but the thing is, because essentially there is no weapon handling. And you you're not di- directly interacting with the weapon. Essentially, the weapon is just another stat modifier on your yeah. character, and that's completely different to how you know Destiny works. Yeah, because
1: obviously it's a first-person shooter. You yeah, directly yeah. the weapon is your.
2: Essentially, yeah. So I think they're also like, like the way I see it, they're essentially digging th- themselves into a hole with this. I think, but it's by <laughs> essentially it's it's like an integral design, essentially flaw within what the Destiny is, MMO looter shooter or whatever right the loot is important but at the same time because it's also sort of uh like a twitch shooter more mm-hmm. or like you know halo because mm-hmm. it's bunchy right the weapons either what they're gonna end up doing at some point is their vaulted weapons once they come back th- there will be overlap like there will be essentially the same weapon same weapon just two different models essentially from different seasons and in the end like if they then come back with a like an event it's like oh it's like these weapons are coming back i didn't realize we actually really just it's say it's two assault rifles you know they they look different they look beautiful but at the same time you pick them up and they're like they're essentially the same weapon
1: yeah they're they're already doing that they they're not doing it as an event they they have the legacy vault you can go and pick them up so they're gonna be like in batches basically what they're doing with the weapons is like whatever planet is being vaulted where you could get that weapon from appears mm-hmm. on that vault so you can pick them up. You got like a vault system already acquired Kind of like giving you the easy you don't they, they're not really going to release it, but they already they because they have the assets and they have the weapon mm-hmm. and everything, they give you the option of picking them picking it up planet or whatever it's been bought already. So they already have that. They already have it. Yeah, yeah no so I mean I, I think it just gives a little bit of a, of a change for people like to be honest with you because uh, it, it's it's nice to see people using different weapons and not get stuck on one you know there is always on these kind of games that there is you know the first person shooters always tend to have that one weapon that is super overpowered and everyone gets, starts using and it's all you see and it's very annoying and it becomes thing that you know everyone ends up doing so in yeah. that regard I think they have ditched a lot of the of those weapons actually those weapons, those big, you know, weapons that everyone was using. Because I've seen uh, recluse, recluse is a machine gun that literally everyone is being using since it came out, like literally yep. everyone. That is the weapon everyone was using on a PvE content, even PvP sometimes. PvE content, all you, see, all you saw, every single weapon that was going on like a serious event, like a raid mm-hmm. or something to get really serious, was using that weapon. To me, what Bungie probably
2: needs to do is separate the weapon pool that's specific to PVE
1: and that's specific to the Crucible. Mm. They're trying that, they're trying that, but well, that's yeah. It's yeah. proving to be almost impossible. They have actually broken another weapon now. What well, they essentially which...
2: would have to, essentially they would have to, to me, the, the smart decision would be separate those two progressions. Separate yeah. progression through crucible, separate progression through the story and the PVE content. I because know they tried
1: to do that on Destiny 2, but they failed. It depends the how they
2: went, th- went through about it, because I think that makes the most sense, and it yeah. would in- it would make people go between different weapons because yeah. they realize, oh, this is this is a good cool weapon in yeah. PVE, but in PvP, because you know what I do in PvP is just don't do upgrades. But unlock side grades. It's like, oh, you have a shotgun, but a side grade is a double barreled shotgun. Okay, you can shoot only two rounds, but it's more powerful. Or you have a submachine gun that has different fire rates or one is burst, so it's more accurate, stuff like that. Just get yeah. I would get rid of the stats in PvP. Yeah. Which I when well, like when I was playing Destiny two, Crucible was the most fun I had in in Destiny. And I think that's what I saw was like the, the difference in power levels still played a role. Only, it actually, at, only at certain power levels, you could unlock a specific weapon that was just straight up better than whatever the lower level players had.
1: There is no leveling all the weapons anymore. You don't have that anymore. Okay. You don't have to level up the weapons and, and unlock stats or anything like that. Yeah. They come with different stats and then you pick and choose now. So you don't have to level up the weapon anymore like before. But there is kind of like a system. I mean, they, I'm saying that they fail. I mean, they don't really fail miserably, but there is a system already which they have a stats for PvP and they have a stats for PVE. They can, they tweak those. Uh, you know, usually it breaks one or the other breaks the other. They came up with the release. That they actually broke completely. The what's do you want to call it? They broke one weapon, uh, the Witherhold, which was the exotic from the last season, which you shoot and it drops like a pull, like an area on effect. Of effect and it deals damage over time what happens with the weapon you literally you shoot it down and it's insta-killed you like you like one hit dead <laughs> so it's not damage over time It insta-killed so they had to disable it like they i, I think the problem with destiny and they always they, they spoke about it actually openly a few months back you know they have what they call spaghetti code they, they fix one thing they break five and they fix Two of those things on the break, another five, and there's always something going on. Does, that's the problem with this kind of games, always. To be honest, they yeah. have a kind of different, you know, kind of like balance weapons on PVE and PVP, but they intentionally create a meta. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So they are intentionally and openly creating a meta. So they are going and saying, you know, now pulse rifles are going to be the meta, and they're going to be quite strong now so they actually give you now a kind of like a hint of what's gonna happen because you can also see it on the artifacts when you are unlocking the artifacts but well, that's a new thing that you have now you have an artifact which you have up to 10 levels you can unlock 10 different things which is perks you can use on your weapons and your gear so basically that artifact is going to give you a hint of what the season weapon is gonna be like that mm-hmm. seasonal content is gonna have Is a specific weapon. It's going to be a little... Not overpowered, but it's going to be... You just keep an eye. Because two or three of those weapons might be super strong. Yeah. So they're kind of doing it. They're intentionally shifting the game back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, between weapons. It's not like before. You have one weapon that was broken for months and months on end, and you would never see effects on him. But now, they, because they see it's a little bit broken, okay, we embrace it. We make it broken. You know, we... Porsche, we give you the, the, you know, the perks for this weapon, use it. But then the next season they give you auto rifles instead of pulse rifles. So you kind of like shifting from one to the other. And that's good. That's actually really good. They, they kind of found, they found a tiny bit of a balance. But like I said, you know, people still tend to abuse the same weapons over and over again, which is a bit, I like variety. I like a game that, you know, gives me 500 different weapons. I like to try them. I, I, with them. I, I like to, you know, have fun with the weapons and yeah. trying them out. You know, painting them and, and doing all the stuff. Always chasing the gold bars. Obviously, the other the other issue that we spoke about is like, yeah, I know what you mean about, you know, do you remember the upgrades? You used to have the upgrades yeah. and all that. So now you have the perks, and then you can change them, and you have the upgrades on a lot, so you have to mix and match and whatever you like. So now, what for example is going to happen is with those you know, certain, you know, upgrades are more powerful than others. So it kind of like, it's, 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 it's so difficult because it's not only the weapon and the damage numbers of the weapon, it's also the perks the weapon has. And the perks can be unbalanced sometimes depending on the situation, because some of them synergize with your subclass, some of them synergize with your grenade, some of them synergize with, you know what I mean? It's just, so complex, I believe, you know, leaving some weapons behind kind of like makes good to the game because it kind of make, forces you to start exploring, start exploring other weapons, start trying the new weapons, start trying other weapons that you probably never used before. I have vaulted like 300 weapons, man. Yeah, I I, I, I can I can assure you I haven't used even half of them. Uh,
2: what I will say is I think what like these expansions should do and what a lot of the reviews have also resonated with was that they felt like there needs to be a bigger shakeup in some systems that have been raised concerns from the community and that Bungie probably should take more heat on those or at least acknowledge them in a way where they at least try to address them with these big expansions. Going back to the expansion, I think nobody was super negative about it. I've seen some
1: really good reviews about it. I mean, actually... Quite yeah, yeah. well accepted in, in, within the community,
2: um, So, personally, I see mixed
0: stuff about it, especially on Steam. A lot of people have criticized, also from the community, that it seems to be just another rush job. Reskinned enemies, no real new enemy types, then that the story content is very lacking. There's just nothing there for the asking price. It's the most I've read. So if you go out there and buy it for, what, 60, 50 euros, you don't mm-hmm. get your money's worth. That's a lot from what I've seen. Yeah. That is a I've... lot of criticism. Some of the outlets I've read, uh, the, mo- the ones that were the most favorable towards Beyond Light were those that came new to the game.
1: Yes. And I agree with that. You know, some of the things that they're talking about, you know, the story and everything, it's just, that's not how Destiny works anymore. I mean, those people might not know how the Destiny story works because the story drives you, uh, you know, it's opening a brand new place. It's opening, you know, it's introducing you to this place, but they, they don't show you the story anymore like they used to in the past. That's, that's changed completely since last year. They give you the story bits by bits. They give you that, like they time gating everything. They don't open up everything. Like I got right now the, the the Beyond Light and season of the Hunt calendar. They give you a calendar now. They tell you when are they going to be releasing the stuff because the story is developed week after week so you don't burn through everything in day one, literally. Because people were on Destiny like literally were burning through the entire story and the entire game within one day. Um and- But
0: that that's also a criticism that I've read that a lot of these people aren't happy with the drip feeding because they think it is gating them from enjoying the content how they want, and that is a point because yeah. if you if you want to burn through the story content in within twenty four hours because you want to play it for twenty four hours and it takes you that long to go through the content, be my guest. I'm all yeah. for it.
1: I understand, but the point of like my point is Destiny has so many things to to tell and. It's like a new chapter. Every week you get a new episode. Uh, yeah, but you know, that... It keeps you kind of like in the edge, you know, what's gonna happen next. I mean, I understand why they're doing it because it's like, you want to know more and it's kind of interesting. To me, in my opinion, it's interesting to know what's gonna happen next week.
0: To be, How to the be... story
1: going to develop this week. We are, You know what I mean, for fun- example.
0: We are two fundamentally uh, different characters in that regard. Because mm-hmm. I already don't like T V series for the most part. I'm having a really hard time watching them and then if I have to wait for the next episode yeah. for one week, I lose completely interest. Because yeah. no, I ain't doing that. I want yeah, I, to, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I want my I want my content when yeah. I want it. Yeah. And and all this does, what you describe, is making me lose complete interest in the story of Destiny because I don't care.
1: I mean, obviously, I d- I do understand. That. I mean, I'm not I'm not against you. And I completely understand what you mean, and I know point of view I, is is completely different. And I'm not going to be obviously. I I agree with what you do. Obviously, I understand how you think, and you know, and how you want your content and everything. But I don't, you know, share it with you. I like to be in the edge, you know, kind of thinking what's going to happen next. You know what's you know, uh, theories, you know, put your tinfoil hat on and, and start, to game you know, theory.
2: <laughs>
1: you know uh, I, I, it kind of like, it, it keeps me intrigued. That is what wants me. I need something to be, keep me motivated to come back, for example.
0: And well. the, the, the other thing is I, I can, I, it's, it's okay. I understand your point very well. Wow. I think this is like an ancient model from the past, from the TV, where you had to do that. So you basically get customers back. But video games work differently in my mind. So if you want to retain your customers, yeah. because that's all it is, uh, you have to do something different than that. But that's just me, you know? I understand it works yeah. for you, and but it would never work for me. N- never in a hundred years. I already loathe the episodic model of like the walking dead when they released that game and it was like we have episode one to five and it releases like in the span of three months each month
1: yeah why i stopped
0: playing these games and because the wolf among us was really bad
1: i mean obviously that's you know that's the issue but in general they they they, you know they, they have already been doing that for over a year so you know people should know that by now
2: sorry i just want to say but then again to me it essentially suggests that they didn't have that entire content back ready on the release date.
1: Mm, it's not entirely true. They have it. They do have it. That's what I used to think before. They have it. They just decide to time gate it. I mean, obviously, there might be a tiny bit of things here and there. There might be, but there's no updates yeah. throughout the entire thing. Yeah, there's not a single is,
2: Which is weird because to me, it's like, if you have that content, just let people play it because yeah, some people it, just don't. You they, just they drive have... off people.
1: Yeah, they have taken the approach of let's make a series rather than a movie.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you you've already paid for it. Yeah, you've paid for the whole thing. So at the same time, I think I should be able to play the the game on my own time as I want it. Yeah, because I if get I it. if I wanted to play like that, just release like a season pass, get episode one now for free, and then you know buy a season pass and get episodes weekly which probably would make it less of a sting to these people because then they know what they're buying into.
1: In in my opinion, most of the people that I've spoken about, it's just I've spoken to about this. They they don't mind it, you know, because uh, as myself as a a player, another gamer about, you know, the, the whole Destiny thing and the universe, you know, there was too many things that were coming out, you know, on day one. There was like a ton of things and it was a bit, Confusing and it's just it will, it will be crazy, and then you would run through all of the. Obviously, I would keep coming back and keep doing other things. Obviously, but at one point, I remember even saying one one day, I was like, "There's too many things." Like I actually said once, "There's too many things." I, I felt that there was too many things here on the on the you know on the day one on the content, and everything was crammed in there, and there was like it was too confusing. I like the approach. I like the approach of the you know, a slower pace, time gating, you know, a bit of the story. So you can, you know, kind of like, but that's what I like, basically. I mean, obviously you guys like a completely different thing and I completely understand that uh, they they are, they're taking the approach of the series. That's the model everyone is kind of like doing right now. You know, series are so popular for that reason. It, it will change. They probably change it in the future. I mean, they, they're trying different things. They've done yeah. multiple different things. So, it, yeah. you know, like, like World of Warcraft, these games evolve continuously. They're going to they change. Probably next year we com- we're talking about a complete different style. I
2: think so. I think uh, at this point, because ever since Bungie separated from Activision and mm-hmm. went free-to-play with Destiny, they're essentially trying to see what sticks. That's, uh, that's, that, that, that's,
1: that's, that's, that's true. That's true. They actually said that.
2: That's how I feel seeing the last two expansions because both expansions have been mixed in mm-hmm. reception. They have been super positive, there have been super negative previews. Both of them of Shadowkeep and Beyond Light.
1: And, that, and that, that, they actually said what you just mentioned. They are trying things. They yeah, are yeah. trying to see what sticks with the community and what. I mean. To be honest with you, we all know that not 100% of the people are going to be happy, ever, ever. There's going to be people that are not going to like this thing, and there's going to be people that don't like the other thing. You can't keep everyone happy. They have, they are trying, they're doing different things, they're doing, yeah. you know, different styles. And they, you know, uh, I like what they're doing now. I like it. But, uh, you know, some people might not like it. I think that, yeah. you know, just, they just they develop in the story so when you get to the next part of the story, which is the next season or, or the next expansion, which is three months down the road, you don't for, you don't forget about what's happened before. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it keeps going. So the last yeah. week of the previous season, you are doing the end of the story of that season, the, just, just the end, so you know what the end is. And then the week after, you literally continue that story. In that regard, it kind of like, you know, like, like a series, you know, you make sense because you kind of like, you remember what just happened because you just play last week and you continue the story. So you never, you know, you don't have a three months gap between mm-hmm. when you finish the story and when you start the next, you know, story, because if you think, you know, these kind of games are not about the story. This kind of games is about grinding multiple events. The story you probably finish it within eight hours. That's it. You don't get to see the story again until you get a new expansion. For them, I can see why it makes sense. So you can, you know, you don't forget about the story. You can continue the story and you Know kind of like progress throughout the entire year, so that's why I th- they, they, I guess, they're doing it.
2: Yeah, I think what Bungie needs to do is figure out how to because both Shadow Keep and Now Beyond Light have mixed reviews mm-hmm. and really mixed reception. It's not like it's not just the Steam reviews, it's wholesale across the board, it's mixed. I think what they need to do is take a look at those expansions and see where to take the model next because Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if they can take another mixed reception of the next expansion if they want to keep this going because they said they want to make destiny as a platform yeah i think they need to start making making decisions that you don't have to obviously you know you're never going to make everyone happy but they need to find a way how to make majority happy
1: i bet you do they will do it because it's ponji at the end of the day it's not only destiny it is Bungie. We have to remember Bungie created, you know, Halo and a wonderful game. And they have created Destiny, which you know could have been a massive flop and everyone could have forgotten about it. And you know, for some reason, you know, it's still here, still going. So they have something. They just, they just need, need to, to it, tune it up. It. Yeah. You yeah. have to tune the, the formula and that's it. You know, they keep I mean, they have to keep tuning the formula because every year they change the formula. That's it. It's like it's that simple. But yeah, I mean, let me give you the breakdown of the Beyond the Beyond Light and the Season of the Hunt, the calendar, what we're going to get. So basically the 10th of November, as we all know, that expansion came out. So we got the Seasonal Artifact and we got the uh, the Glassware, which is a strike. And then we got the Empire Hunt uh, begin. So basically the Empire Hunt begins and it's going to be developing throughout, you know, week after week. Then what we're going to be doing uh, between the 10th of November, obviously when the game releases until the 12th of January. We're going to be discovering, we're going to be basically uncovering secrets in Europa. Like, like I said, they're, they're kind of developing the story. And then we're going to get, we were meant to be getting the trials of Osiris uh, this weekend, on the 13th of November, but trials of Osiris was, uh, for serious, you know, uh, issues they've been having with the Witherhood and, and other stuff. So they have decided to delay. Uh, Trials of Osiris until the 20, I believe it's the 27th, yeah, the 27th of November. Also, we're going to get the 17th of November, we're going to get the seasonal pass, the, the season pass, which is going to start the mission, and it's going to be called the Rath- Rathbone. yeah, Wrathborn Hunt begins. So basically, it's more of the story that is going to continue throughout the season. So, and then we're going to get the Raid, which is going to open on the 21st of November, and it's going to be the Deep, uh, strong, the deep Stone Crypt. Name sounds ominous. I want to get in the Deep Stone Crypt. After that, we're going to get the first Iron Banner in the 8th of December. That's going to be the first event of the Iron Banner. Obviously, we're going to get an Iron Banner every single month, but that's going to be the first one. The Dawning, which is the Christmas event from Destiny, is going to start on the 15th of November, And it's going to end on the 5th of January and more content, which they haven't announced, but they just came out yesterday with a surprise clip, which announced that Hawkmoon, one of the most legendary weapons from Destiny 1, is coming back to Destiny within the next few weeks with a... Exotic. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. What I can see here, we might get a new. It says season the hunt from November until February. So I guess we're gonna get something on March, which is gonna be just three months. I think they can, you know, if they can, if they can continue the pace, we can get some good content right after the other. So we don't have to wait that long, you know. The last time we got content was about, uh, I believe, was. July, I think it was, and we had to wait until, we had to wait until uh, October, no, until November to get expansion. So quite happy if they can keep this space and, you know, make it a three months thing and have new content, that'd be great. I think that's, that's all there is for, for Beyond Light.
0: Then I would actually cut it here for this week because we have been already going on for one hour, 20 minutes. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 29 of the Oracle Cast. It has been an absolute joy. Now, Lord Raul, well. tell us, where can we find you?
1: Well, you can find me on my socials. Uh, you got uh, Instagrams, uh, we got TikTok, both of them is Val Gaming. Also, you can find me on Twitch, on Twitter, sorry, which is Twitch. And then you can find me also on Twitch, uh, lore, uh, Twitch.tv. Uh, for slash loreval gaming, and you can find my music on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, everywhere. Stream jams, or just search Lorval gaming.
0: And you can find me on Twitch.tv slash theocasaurus, Twitter.com slash theocasaurus, and YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok just ocaasaurus. Don't ask why d is missing; it's weird. Bam, bam. We can find you in my chat. Uh, sacrificing yes. babies to the elder god to the virtual
1: babies, virtual babies.
0: <laughs> yes, sacrifice your
2: firstborn, and I might appear in a dark corner.
0: Yeah, you, you're you're a world of horror on your own. Oh, yeah, wow, I miss that game. All <laughs> yeah, right, okay. all right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and you have all a great time until next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Hi, everyone.